0: welcome to commandering you i'm your host eric on today's episode we'll be discussing how to get started building the deck just a reminder commandering you is part of the nerd chambers network of shows for more shows and news about all things nerdy head to thenerdchambers.com also the nerd chambers has merch including the commandering you logo If you guys are interested in that, supporting our content, whether it's mine or any of the other Nerd Chamber family shows, you can check that out at shop.spreadshirt.com slash the Nerd Chambers, and it's currently 15% off until the 11th, so you have two days left for that. So, building a commander deck, where do we start? The big thing is first you have to pick your commander. Now, I talked a little bit last episode about what a commander was, but really they're going to be the general or the flagship card of your deck. Now, you don't necessarily even have to play your commander to win or even operate your deck, but typically it's what you want to do because that's what makes the format so unique. So before we get into deciding what commander is right for you, we're going to discuss different archetypes and what the colors in Magic the Gathering mean so you can make the best decision for you. So some general archetypes or strategies that decks revolve around. One of which is aggro or aggression. This is going to be creating an army of creatures and putting pressure on your opponents with combat damage constantly every turn fast and aggressive. It's a fun, super simple strategy. Great for newer players because you play the card and you do the punchy with the card. Being able to punch your opponents every turn and your friends every turn is always a fun thing. And it's hard to get salty when you're just playing big dumb creatures and punching them in the face. Now the one issue with aggro is it can lose to board wipes and some control cards so you have to make sure in your deck building that you slot for ways to either recur your creatures or to protect your creatures. Another archetype is control. These are going to be players that like to dominate the battlefield by not allowing there to be anything on the battlefield. They do things like counter magic which negate the casting of a spell. Or they'll just straight up destroy or exile your creatures, artifacts, enchantments, and even sometimes lands. Um, I personally don't like playing control. I do run a lot of control aspects in my deck because I'm more of a mid-range player, which we'll get into in a second. But yeah, control is usually going to generate a lot of salt against you. That's probably the biggest negative. Also, you're typically going to have to run different combos or ways to beat your opponents as you're running a lot of control aspects um, in place of creatures. The next archetype is mid Mid Midrange is kind of a combination of aggro and control, where you're still going to have creatures to apply pressure, but you're also setting aside slots in your deck to control your opponents and ensure that they don't hamper your ability to win the game. I'm a big fan of mid range. It hits both aspects of magic that I enjoy, which is punching people and destroying things. Um, <clears throat> typically, it's definitely not as fast as aggro, obviously, and it's not as controlling as as control. It it sits right there in the middle and can do both very well. Again, you have a 100 card deck. You're able to slot in these cards to make that happen. The next archetype is combo. This is going to be a deck designed around finding anywhere from two to four different cards that can either generate infinite mana and then make your opponents draw their entire deck or make your whole deck mill out and then playing a card where if you have no library you win. Things like that Um, or creating infinite creatures, gaining infinite life, doing infinite damage. Really, you're going to want to create some form of infinite loop that results in your win. Combo isn't really by itself. You're typically going to run control and combo together because you want to make sure your opponents don't stomp your face in before you can get your combo off the ground. And you also want to be able to protect your combo with some control magic to ensure that you can win the game then and there. Issues with combo... You're not really doing a whole lot to affect the board as a pure control or mid-range player is. And your whole strategy hinges on a few cards. And a lot of those combos are well known amongst the Magic the Gathering community. So people can answer those before you can win. One last archetype we're going to discuss, and there's there's more than these, but this is one that I've started playing recently, is Lands Matter. <clears throat> And what this deck specializes in is your lands entering the battlefield cause an effect from one of your creatures, enchantments, or artifacts to generate value for you. We'll take one of the more popular cards, Avenger of Zendikar. It's a 7 mana 5 green green elemental 5-5. When it enters the battlefield it creates a number of 0-1 plants equal to the number of lands you currently control. It also has a landfall ability whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control Put a plus one, plus one counter on each plant you control. Avengers under card is an incredibly powerful and popular card because it can generate just immense amounts of creatures that can either block for you or deal damage for you. And that's just one example of a powerful Lands Matter card. Another reason why Lands Matter is so popular in the commander format is because land destruction as a strategy is typically frowned upon in most play groups. Uh, so Lands Matter has that bit of unspoken advantage in that regard. That's gonna do it for archetypes. There's more that you guys can look into. A great resource for you is going to be EDHREC. That's EDHREC.com. You can search commanders there by color. Um, You can search random commanders. It's a great resource for all Magic the Gathering and commander players. I highly recommend them. Next, we're going to discuss the colors. What do they mean? So we're gonna start from the top with white. White is typically an oppressive color with its control magic, meaning it'll tax you to do things like attack or play cards or only allow you to play one card a turn while also swarming the battlefield with small creatures that are fast and can usually gain you life. So oppression, life gain, small, fast creatures. That's what white specializes in. Unfortunately in Commander, white by itself is a pretty weak color Um, It does not have a lot of ways to draw cards, which is an incredibly important thing um, to maintain tempo against your opponents. You always want to have gas in the tank to be able to either answer a threat or become the threat at the table. White in combination with other colors though can be incredibly powerful because the toolbox cards in white, such as Swords to Plowshares and Path to Exile, Smothering Tie, things like that are incredibly powerful almost staple cards in our format that can do a lot for little investment. The next color is blue, which is one of the more powerful colors. Blue is the master of counter magic, meaning they can negate your opponent's spells. They're also fantastic at drawing cards and flickering or bouncing other permanents either to combo for yourself or to control the board state as well. A lot of people usually get automatically salty towards the blue player because they assume they're going to play counter magic and that's not always the case blue can do other things other than counter magic that's just their uh, probably their strongest attribute in addition to drawing cards the next color we're going to discuss is black black is fantastic at destroying creatures using your life as a resource and draining your opponent's life to help you gain that life back Black also has creatures such as vampires, rats, rogues, all sorts of demons, Um, incredibly powerful creatures that again allow you to use your life as a resource to gain incredible advantage. Um, Black also has some of the strongest lands in the game, Um, Urborg, Tomb of Yawgmoth, and Cabal Coffers, which can combine together to create tons of mana for Black, allowing them to do combos and dominate the board, things like that. The fourth color in our list is red, which is another one of the weaker colors, although Wizards has been printing great cards for red. Red specializes in dealing burn damage to creatures, to your opponent's faces, fast, fast, weak, toughness creatures that can do a lot of damage but can die very easily, as well as impulsive card draw. What I mean by impulsive card draw is typically red to draw cards will simply exile them off the top of your library, and you can play that card until end of turn. So it's card draw without being able to keep the card. You have to play it in the moment, otherwise you lose it. But, I mean, red will take whatever they can get. The impulsive card draw has actually proven to be quite a strong thing for red magic players. And it's starting to be one of the stronger colors by itself because it has access to so much burn, so much mana acceleration with things like mana geyser. And a lot of cool cards that have come through the last few sets the last color is green which in my opinion is the strongest color in magic at least in commander and green specializes in acceleration of your mana with ramp big dumb tramply creatures and destroying artifacts and enchantments Um, one of the most important things and what's typically tied with victory is having the most lands on the battlefield and green is the best color at accelerating how many lands you can play whether you play cards like Rampant Growth, which is one in a green, put a basic land from your library onto the battlefield tapped, or you play things like Azusa Lost But Seeking, which is a creature that allows you to play two additional lands on each of your turn. And that's just two examples of the dozens and dozens of cards that green has access to that allow you to put additional lands onto the battlefield. Obviously, if you have more lands, that results in having more mana, which means you can play more cards on your turn or on your opponent's turn. Green is one of my favorite colors in Magic uh, because it's one of the few colors I started with when I originally played back in 2013. It's also just, it's so powerful. I highly recommend any new player start with a deck that has green because it'll allow you to play your cards more because you can get lands out and play those cards that you decided to put in your deck. So now we know about different archetypes and all the colors of magic. Although we didn't discuss colorless, that's probably gonna be a topic for another video because it's very vague, but how do you decide what commander is right for you? Well, as you were listening to the show, hopefully a couple things piqued your interest. Again, I highly recommend taking that interest and going to edhrec.com and searching their commanders. They have it broken down by monocolored, two-color, three-color, four-color, 5 color and colorless commanders so you can decide which color combinations or lack thereof you'd be most interested in playing and finding a commander whose strategy is right there on the card. You want to keep it simple for your first deck and find something that's going to be uniquely you that you can have fun with. Also, YouTube is a great resource. You can type almost any commander into the YouTube search bar and find a deck tech online that'll help show you kind of the avenue you want to take to have an efficient deck. And another thing you want to do as you're building your deck, partner with your playgroup or talk to people at your LGS and see kind of what the average power level is of them. Are they a CDH pod? Do they have decks that combo off on turn three? Or do they play more casual commander? That's going to be very important to decide what avenues you're going to take so you can have fun, but also so the people in your pod can have fun. You don't want to bring a 5 power level deck to a CEDH pod and get demolished. You also don't want to bring a CEDH deck into a casual pod and be that guy that wins on turn Mm 3. Wow, good for you. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. A little shorter... I honestly could probably talk about deck building for hours and hours on end, but I want to keep this podcast a little shorter so you guys can consume it on your short trips to and fro when you're going to do groceries, whatever it is. Again, this has been Commander and You, Episode 2, Deck Building and You. If you like my content or want to support the other Nerd Chambers Network shows, go to thenerdchambers.com and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much.